Yes, more television to talk about. Good gracious. This time we're dipping into the TV premieres. Um, some of these will be season premieres. Some of them, some of these TV shows we haven't even heard. I hadn't heard of. Um, but you can trust the critic to give you the latest and the greatest. His list. And not and so greatest. good tonight. And not so greatest. If you're good tonight, <laughs> I will throw you two potatoes. Oh, goodness. Um, They're raw. Three. <laughs> They're raw, of course. <laughs> Listen, let's start off with uh, one of the shows that I do not, I did not get to, a chance to see it, but I do like who they have starring in it. Mm. And it's on CBS. It's called Instinct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is, it's the first episode of the first season and it stars someone we talk a lot about, or we did talk a lot about. Yeah, Alan Cumming. Yeah. Um, he stars as Dr. Dylan Reinhardt, who is now a university yeah. professor, um, but he was formerly of the CIA. Mm. Ah. Now, of course, he's lured back into being, you know, that kind of life where he uh, is trying to stop uh, a serial killer. He's paired with uh, a police detective. Um, great. Now, the whole thing is that Reinhardt has written this book. The killer's using that as inspiration. Got it. Uh, so this is another procedural from CBS. No shock there. <laughs> it's based on mm -hmm. um, a James Patterson book. Okay. And uh, here's the thing. If oh, you want to no, hire, I don't. Yeah. Okay. Look, oh. you're going to hire Alan Cumming. You're going to have to give him something. Yes. I mean, something. I don't even mean something good. Something. Oh. This, I mean, in the first episode. <laughs> oh, my, my world is melting. Something happens that wasn't a success. And it's Alan Cumming. Like, you know, lively, all of that. We get it. <laughs> After this goes down, it doesn't go down the way he wanted to. He goes to the shooting range, and it's the shooting range goes is in red. <laughs> Ref. The whole screen is red. And he's supposed to be angry. It was ridiculous. Ridiculous. The writing is a shame. A complete shame. Uh, but Naveed Andrews is in it as his former CIA, you know, contact. So there you go. So is Sharon Leal. Oh. And Whoopi showed up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you know, yeah. sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. I, yeah. I hope they can turn that ship around. Let's move on to a Superman prequel. Yep. You heard me right. This is on sci-fi and it's called Krypton. Yeah. It is the first season, first episode, 
And I will not lie to you, I was a little surprised that it was on sci-fi. I mean, it makes sense if you're gonna make something on Krypton. I believe it's sci-fi's first uh, super comic book superhero kind of show. Yeah, um, And the cast seems very diverse, so. Yes, uh, because the Zods are black. Huh. What is that about? Yeah, right. Yeah. It's called <laughs> ratings. <laughs> it's called <laughs> obligation, but whatever. Now, look. Whatever. Look. So this comes to us from the Brits. Okay. Everybody's British except for one character who uh, has gone back in time from Earth. So this... <laughs> What we're looking at is the grandfather of Superman. Okay. So this is 200 years before Superman came to being, you know, Krypton was destroyed. There we go. Um, now what has happened is House L, which is Superman's house, uh, has been disgraced because the grandfather of Superman's grandfather has come upon some distressing news there is something that's about to destroy the planet however the people in charge of krypton don't want this to get out now do they believe it or not you have to watch to find out so superman's great great grandfather is ostracized from society which means he's killed oh. now what has he left behind if you know your Superman lore, you might be thinking, hmm, what happens with dead characters in Superman where they show up again? And so we see the origin of that in this show. And we see Superman's grandfather, you know, he's in his 20s. He now has, uh, his house has been stripped from him. So now he's with the commoners. Can he work his way back up in the echelon of society? Of course. You know, the person who ousted his grandfather now wants him back for his own purposes. His own parents, something happens to them early on. So all of this is set up in the first episode. And what we find out from this character who comes back from Earth, goes back in time, he tells Superman's grandfather, hey, something's coming. You need to be on your P's and Q's and get this fixed because if you're not, then the Superman I know will not exist. And he has Superman's cape to show us just how long we have until Superman disappears. Because once the cape is gone, all hope is lost. Now, this is on sci-fi, as the ref said. So think of the production value. Yeah, that's tough with Superman. It reminded me, ref, of the Spartacus TV show mixed with that remake of um, uh, of that, that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie on Mars. Anyway. Total Recall? Yes. It reminded me like of some mashup of that. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of this stuff is suspect. There are Aww. some visions though that are pretty good. I was actually surprised the main villain that's coming to take over the planet, I will tell you who it is, doesn't look bad. Okay. Doesn't look bad. Um, now, there are some challenges, as the ref would say, with the writing and the acting. But I will say this. If you are a Superman head. Which you are. Yes. You might want to check it out just to see. 
I am still watching it regardless of the flaws because I do like the story underneath it all. Mm -hmm. The question's going to be, what are they gonna do with this story? I don't know. So I'm on the fence because this could go nowhere fast. Or if they're smart enough and savvy enough, they'll just keep dropping kernels along the way to keep us going. So it's a question mark for me. All right. Well, let's move on to ABC's Station 19, a new show on ABC. Um, I am going to let you take it. So this is the Grey's Anatomy spinoff. Yes, it is. From Shondaland. Yes. And they've set this up. We know that Ben Warren, who is married to Miranda uh, from, you know, Grey's Anatomy, he gave up being a surgeon because he wants to be in the fight, a firefight. He wants it to be immediate. But the whole time he's talking about being a surgeon, you know, we get that. We get the whole cast of characters, all different kinds of people, different views, different backgrounds, different persuasions, whatever. It's the same old thing. It's just now we're in the firehouse. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this is what I'm gonna say and we're gonna move on. You already have Grey's Anatomy. So why do I need some knockoff version of it i don't get like gray's anatomy is really good it really is really good so now every time shondaland does something that's kind of like it it's a waste of time i mean we talked about for the people um before which i mistakenly said replaced uh that other show how to get away with murder no station 19 is replacing it in its time slot while it's gone but like same thing with For the People. It's like, okay, this is, I'm thinking of Grey's Anatomy, but it's not as good. It's just not as good. Grey's Anatomy was good from episode one. So. I mean, private practice did do, mm. it it lasted more than one season. I think, I think three seasons, if I'm not mistaken, you have to check me on that. But yeah. So I think, you know, there, there's always this attempt that if you have a shining character on Grey's just because there's so many that maybe people will follow but it sounds like also you know he's the we, wrong character though sorry well, we all but we also have you know <laughs> Chicago yes, post office exactly. Chicago uh Dunkin Donuts <laughs> no, I would, Chicago no, I will watch those shows give me Chicago P.O. Chicago <laughs> Dunkin Donuts I will watch, I will watch that definitely bring you know what bring back the catch and put it on the summer like I said don't do spring the catch that was the problem with the catch because the catch was not like anything else it was fun whatever well let's move on to um fx's trust Mm. now i'm gonna have to trust you on this one because i have not seen it yet now once again we're we're getting the getty saga we had it in the movie yeah yeah now we have it in tv show this time uh the patriarch is played by donald sutherland Yeah. I mean, the Hil- cast looks good. Yeah, Hillary Swank is his daughter-in-law. You know, he has a bunch of sons and, and none of them can do what they're supposed to. So we have the grandson come in, whom he really doesn't know. The grandson is like 19 or so, something like that, 18, 19. And he wants to get money from his grandfather. Now, he knows some things that surprises his grandfather, you know, about art and things like that. So it looks like he's on the right track. but his own father to prevent him 
from getting into his grandfather's good graces, drops a little hint to Granddad, and Granddad says, nope, I'm not giving you anything. Now, he needed this money because he owes money to the mafia, supposedly. Yeah. And we know what happens. He gets kidnapped. Is, it, is he kidnapped by mistake? Is it on purpose? What's Granddad going to do in response? What's his mama going to do? Okay? Et cetera, et cetera, and so on and so forth. Now, Brendan Fraser shows up as the investigator hit a security for granddad. And now let me tell you the why I watched that. This, the first two episodes were directed by uh, Danny Boyle. Which okay. we know from Slumdog and we know Million. him from, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just wonderful, wonderful movies. Sunshine, yeah. 28 Days Later, I mean, etc. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Oscar winners, you got all sorts of things, people popping yeah, up. You got it. You have the pedigree, right? They have the toys to, you know, all the camera shots, the locations. Yeah. Got it. You know, we're in Italy, we're in England. Great. It's the 70s. Okay. However, it's too much. Uh oh. That's the problem. I don't know what this show wants to be. Sometimes it wants to be kind of light and fun and satirical, almost. In other cases, it's like, wait, are you being serious now? I'm not clear. I'm not clear on exactly what they want me to take away from the show. I will say that it's most compelling to me when Donald Sutherland is on the screen or Brendan Fraser. Oh. Yeah. Brendan Fraser's gained weight. He ain't the one, he's not the, the whole Tarzan thing. No. He's wearing a cowboy hat. It's great. see no man. Right, it's no man. <laughs> <laughs> so those days are behind him, and I appreciate that. So, hey, I mean, if you just want a mess of a TV show, which some people want, that sometimes you want that, that's trust. Trust that. Okay. Let's move on to a now steadier show. This is not a new show. It's a new season on Showtime. Mm -hmm. And yes, we're talking about Billions. Billions is back for season three. Yeah. You've got Paul Giamatti. You've got, you know, this other lady popping up. It's definitely Showtime's uh, bigger catch of all of their lineup for right now, at least. Yeah, and of course, Paul Giamatti plays the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York. We know that's major. Yes, very major. Damian Lewis plays a, a billionaire hedge fund manager. Um, they have wives. They have employees. You know, This is lo not loosely based on, but it's inspired by actual events. Yes. Or people. People, people. rather. Yes, that's right. Not events. Not events. Absolutely. And Condola Rashad is in it, so that, that helps me. Now, mm -hmm. in this season, what, the third season? Yeah. At the beginning, we know that Damian Lewis's character, Axelrod, Ax, he is now in the clutches of the authorities. Uh-oh, he's been bounced, as some people say. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So he's about to go to trial. Ooh. So a part of this... The question's going to be for him, is he going to fight to still be able to trade? Or is he going to acquiesce and wait, be patient, and get 
the privileges back after he's acquitted, supposedly? That's a question. And for Paul Giamatti's character, the question is, what's he going to do next? Because this case that he helped to bring has been taken from him by another attorney, by Uh-oh. another USA. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. Who kind of knows that Paul Giamatti's character is not up to snuff. He's done some underhanded things. And we have some team mixtures here and there between those two attorneys' uh, offices. Okay, so all of this is mixed up. And of course, the wives are here. Now, Axe's wife has essentially left him. Okay, Paul Giamatti's wife, who knows what she's thinking, and she's also the psychologist for Axe. So that's a conflict. Yeah. All of this is here. And here's my other thing to say, and then I'll talk about the show overall. Uh, One of the employees for Axe is now coming to the fore because he makes a decision that allows this employee to take center stage. How long is that going to last? What's that going to lead to? That's the question. Now, Billions, I've said this before. Yeah, you have. When they are focused on what Axe and what Chuck Rhodes Paul Giamatti's character. Yes. When they're at work, that's the show. That's the hook. That's when it works. When they start dealing with these wives, no offense to them, and (sighs) stuff like that, I don't care. We've got to do better about women. We do. The the meddling wife or the wife sidetracking the thing. Like Chuck's wife is a psychologist who is working with acts and plays a pivotal role develop that more yeah you know like like go there they they do it and when they do it works but when they don't when it starts getting into this moral stuff none of these people are moral i don't care please my goodness and if you're married to a man who's doing underhanded things i don't want to hear from you next okay (laughs) next we will move on Listen, HBO's coming. Uh, they've got a show that's been steady and firm. Silicon yeah. Valley is back mm-hmm. in its fifth. Fifth. One, two, three, four, five. Really? It's been five? Seasons. Yeah, it's been five years. Five oh. seasons of Silicon Valley. Now, we have heard from you multiple times mm-hmm. talking about how frustrating this show can be, especially when it's in, in terms of the lead character who sort of doesn't quite get the job done. He he takes, you know, five steps forward and takes 20 steps back. Beautifully so, said. So I know that is frustrating for you. Is it turning around this no. season? No. Oh. Now, well, look. So now they have an investor. He has an investor. And this is Thomas Middleditch's character. <laughs> Richard. So, you know, he has now, he this idea has turned into a new form of internet that if it succeeds will revolutionize the world period so in this season he again now has uh, money he has an investor Uh, he's still with the same dudes but he now needs additional coders to get this up and running and of course we start to see how he tries to get them now presumably since he has money this should be pretty easy to do No, of course not. No, it's a complete mess, as always. And in the first two episodes, that's what we see. A mess. Just a mess regarding these employees. But is there hope on the horizon? Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. It's always a mixed blessing 
when it comes to Silicon Valley. So here's the point, and I think I've said this before even. Look, they know what they're doing, these people. It's just what they're actually doing is annoying. Oh. Hmm. So unless they change that for me, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna watch it just because I understand that they're professionals, mm-hmm. but I don't really like it. And to end here, TJ Miller's character did leave so did the actor, and that was a whole mess in front and behind the camera. So they oh. are they are dealing with that character in different ways because he he owned the incubator that they stayed in. So now um, the Chinese guy who was staying with him has taken over, wants to take over everything, has kicked them out and all kinds of craziness. Good. Silicon gracious. Valley, yeah. There you go. Barry on HBO. Now this wow. we have not. Uh, this is a, a brand new show. Mm-hmm. It is just what eight episodes, not not even a whole bunch of you know yeah. episodes. Anytime I hear Barry now, I think President Obama is hilarious. You know, it's 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 true, it's true, <laughs> and it and it's a pretty late slot. So yeah. do tell, do tell. Well, this is starring Bill Hader, who co-created it with Alec Berg. Okay, Bill Hader now, from SNL. Absolutely. And, you know, Alec Berg produces Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Curb your enthusiasm. Yep. He wrote for Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting concept. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so the concept is Bill Hader uh, plays a hitman. <laughs> Bill Hader, guys. <laughs> yeah. A hitman who winds up in an L.A. acting class. <laughs> And this is classic Bill Hader. Like, <laughs> they let him loose. Yeah, I'm it's, assuming. It, if you know Bill Hader, it's him as a hitman. <laughs> and the reason he's at this acting class is he needs to perform a hit. <laughs> now he didn't mean he didn't mean to actually be in the class, and the class is taught by Henry Winkler. <laughs> now that is not the real Henry Winkler. He's Henry Winkler is acting as the class. Right, right. Which would have been funny if it was the real Henry Winkler. Yeah, I would have, right? And essentially, Henry Winkler is just being himself, not the Fonz, which works. Which, it just works, you know. Now, he is, you know, if you think L.A. acting classes, it is quintessential that. It is a send-up of all of that. He's very serious. You know, he doesn't even want to let him into the class because Barry finds that he actually likes acting, even though he can't. So he ends up being the acting partner of the guy he's supposed to kill. <laughs> I can see people in a writing room just... <laughs> yeah, just it's just ridiculous. And um, by the way, Barry is a former Marine, so, you know, he, take him seriously. And uh, what happens is he gets embroiled in a problem because the people who hired him to, you know, take the hit out on this guy they're not happy with his procrastination. Mm-hmm. So they take things into their own hands, things progress, uh, and Barry gets further into their clutches because he really doesn't want to do this. Um, but now... Or... The hitman, right. Yeah. But now he kind of has to, and you know, now he's involved with a mob. I won't tell you which one. So there you go with Barry. Now what I'll say is, the first episode really didn't work for me. 
Nope. The second episode, though, was a little better. Okay. I think it got its bearings a little better. So this is the kind of show that it's going to take a few episodes just to see if they can find their rhythm Mm -hmm. with it. I thought the first episode was a little too obvious. Wasn't funny enough. The second one, when they start pulling in more wrinkles, okay. I mean, right now I'm fine with it, but my eye is one eye's closed, the other one's open. All right. Well, it's a late time slot on HBO, so you kind of have to give it some time on that 10.30 time slot. Let's move on to The Terror. I feel like it's like The Strain. (laughs) I knew you were going to do that. (laughs) The Terror on AMC. Now, when I looked at some of the previews, I was like, what is this, the perfect storm? What What's going on here? What is happening? I don't know. Yeah, like Master and Commander or yeah. something. Yeah, mm-hmm. what, what is happening? Um, but then I, you know, I, I sniffed around a little bit, but you can tell tell the listeners what the terror is about. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, um, this is, when is it said? Like the 1800s, I believe. Yeah. Um, so we're there and there are two of her majesty's ships and they are in the Northwest passage, which we know is the Arctic. Okay. Now remember it's the like mid 1800s here. (laughs) Now they of course are discoverers. That's what they do. Explorers. But the question is, can they be safe up there at the ice? That's what they have to consider. They have to read the sun. There's sun dogs that tell them, oh, it's really cold. Winter might be coming. It might set. We might get stuck here in ice. And then we're just a part of the ice. We have no control. So at the very beginning, though, we are told that they're not making it. So they do some time shuttling. We start with someone who presumably is trying to find where they are. And he's told by an Eskimo. um, (laughs) Yes, by an Eskimo. Because the Eskimo talked to Jared Harris's character, who's Captain Francis Crozier, who's the second in command. So he talked to the captain. The captain said, essentially, look, we're done. Don't even send anybody for us. Oh. They then shuttle back in time four years. So we see there are these two ships. One is captained by Jared Harrison's Harris's character, and that is the Terror. That's his naval vessel. And the other is captained by Kieran Hines' character, who's the first in charge, and that's the Erebus. And then there's a third in command played by Tobias Menzies, and he's a complete mess in and of himself. So then we start to, in the first hour, get a glimpse at who these characters are. And they do a wonderful job of showing us what's going on on the ships and what happened before they got on the ships when they were a part of society in England. So we get the right information at the right times. Nothing more, nothing less. And we start to see that there's a clash between number one and number two. Number one, he's very religious, but that really is just a front for his glory. Things have happened in his past that he wants to redeem himself of, and he really wants to push everybody into who knows what, all kinds of danger, it doesn't matter. 
Now, Jared Harris's character, the number two, is constantly going, no, 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 that's dangerous. We got to do this. You got to be careful. He really knows sailing. He knows ships. He gets it. So that is the clash. And then Tobias Menzies' character <laughs> sides with number one. He likes to regale people with his stories, the same ones over and over. Now, we also get the entire crew. We get their stories. Things are going on with them. But, and from the beginning, we're told there is this thing, monster, creature, animal, we don't know what, that the Eskimos are like, uh, that's not good. <laughs> okay, stay away. And the question is, are we going to encounter this thing or not? I won't tell you. You have to watch to find out. And what's the real terror? Is the terror this monster? Is the terror the ship? Is the terror what's going on amongst these men? That's what this is about. And I will tell you this. This show has me excited. Well, apparently. Because the acting is great. The writing is great. It's smart. It looks good. They have the appropriate use of CGI. I'm invested. I'm involved. They know what their show is. And they know they have, I think it's 10 episodes in the first season to get there. And they're not wasting time. So I'll tell you, everybody, when it seems slow, it's important. Pay attention. You really have to listen from the beginning to get it. I was kind of paying attention. And I was like, no, I have to rewind, go back, start over, and pay attention. Because the humor is in there, but you'll miss it. Mm. So it's it just... I'm telling you, if you like period pieces, you like things on ships, you like British, you know, actors doing their jobs, people writing, not knowing what the uh, horror aspect is going to be. You also get some drama, all of that stuff. This is the terror. It is on AMC. What are you waiting for? The terror. Okay. <laughs> so guess what? Now, wow. this is funny because mm. we have a show that is not new, but it is new. Yeah. It's come back to us mm. this time on ABC. It's Roseanne. Yes, Roseanne Barr, remember her? Um, John Goodman, remember that show back in the 90s? It's back. And we got a chance to see a couple episodes. I am particularly interested to hear what you have to think. You really, this is what I hear on the street. Mm. You really have to be a fan of Roseanne. It's a very particular taste of family life. And if you're not interested or you weren't really clicking with her, then many people are saying it's probably hard to swallow now. So. Look, Roseanne started 1988, continued to the 90s, as the ref said. I watched enough of the episodes. Enough. I know this show. Got it. Um, and I'll just say this and then I'll describe what's going on. So if you are someone who has been watching Roseanne in syndication, watch Roseanne now, the new season, Return. So if that's you, or you've been watching in a syndication, definitely watch what's going on now. If that's not you, if you were around and alert when this was actually on in its original run, you know what it is. Mm -hmm. So if you weren't hankering for it, you don't need to see it now. Mm -hmm. Now, 
in this 10th season, that's what it is technically, we're back. In the first episode, uh, they deal with the election. So Roseanne is a Trump supporter. So is uh, John Goodman's character, the husband. And the great Laurie Metcalf's character, Jackie, Roseanne's sister, mm -hmm. is not a Trump supporter. So we have that clash. And I think for most of that first episode, when they were dealing with that, it was way too obvious. Just way too obvious. Mm -mm. Like, obvious. Like the nasty woman stuff. That is not a joke. It's too obvious to be a joke. Like, it's like, okay, I could have written that. But I will say, by the end of that first episode, they do start to throw in some wrinkles. And that's when I went, okay, you are thinking. You're thinking. And then the second episode, when they kind of got away from hammering on that topic, I think the show blossomed a bit more. Mm. So I'll say that uh, this has to be, like the ref said, in your particular taste. But regardless of how you slice it, these are people who understand classic sitcom beats. Yeah. So you do have a live audience. You do have it uh, boosted by laugh track, of course. But it didn't bother me as much as it typically does because just as a critic, I could go through the script in my head and go, yeah, that was smart. Okay, I see how you set that up. All right, the, they don't waste time in their pacing either. Like the cast, of course, knows what it's doing. And they did just indicative of what was smart about this because for the oldest sister, I'm sorry, our oldest daughter, yeah, oldest child, there were two actresses who played her at different times in the original run. Yeah, yeah. Well, they bring one back as that character and they bring the other back as a different character who's connected to her. Mm -hmm. Smart. So I won't be continuing to watch just because I don't need to. But I can't hate on it fully um, or even at all because they did their job. So this is really a personal preference. But again, if this is your thing, definitely watch yeah. it. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good sum up. Let's move on to <laughs> every time I see this show, I think of you because it, it's, you literally have been championing this, carrying this show yeah. on its, on your back. <laughs> Why watch that? Uh, yes, listeners, you know what I'm about to say. Suits, suits, Ooh. as the critic says, suits. Yeah. Look with you. Is back on USA. This is season seven. You've got some of the freaking cast members marrying royalty. <laughs> Later this month, uh. it's, it's suits has come a long way. And so yeah. we're back for season seven. Now, at this point, we've had a lot. We've had people in and out of jail. We've had people losing their license, getting it back. I, I can't keep up with suits, but you can. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is the final season for Patrick J. Adams, who plays one of the leads, and Meghan Markle, who's marrying royalty. She's, you know. So that's the two of them. They're married. Yes. Uh, Mike, Patrick Adams' character. We know he was the one who was a fraudulent attorney. He got found out. He went to prison. He got out of prison. Uh, Gina Torres' character, who's the head of the law firm, she's paying the price now for that. She has been disbarred off camera. 
<laughs> not on camera. Because actually her character has a spinoff coming. Oh. Mm. And this, it has been renewed for an eighth season without those two actors. So Gabriel Mock is still here as the other lead, as Harvey Specter, the hotshot attorney. And we still have crazy Rick Hoffman playing the number two. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he and um, Saul Berenson from Homeland, my boy, Mandy Patinkin, no. their walks. I mean, you just pay them to walk. That's it. <laughs> so, I mean, this show, look, it's a legal drama. It's a procedural where you get all of the serial aspects, all the backstories, all of that. It is it overheated? Of course it is, as it should be. It's on USA. You it's on USA. It. Yeah. You never know what's coming next. There's always some crazy twist coming. They threw in Dulé Hill like last season. He's there. <laughs> I mean, you know, great. It is entertaining for me. And we'll see if it's entertaining for you. Obviously, somebody likes it. Eight seasons. Yep, yep, yep. Let's move on to... Um, I, I want to end with... We're switching this around. The okay. Crossing is is on ABC. Yep. And... A lot of ABC. What is going uh, on? Listen, uh, well, I was going to say we. Um, there's, we <laughs> are watching them put out a lot of shows. And it's yeah. not going to stop. I can tell you that for sure. Um... This pilot was released online. It was. So this is a, this is something a little different. There we know that ABC, we know Disney, we know that they're starting to get their um their platform together for mm -hmm. their own version of what CBS Access is or actually their own version of Netflix if you want to call it that. Mm -hmm. So they're really gearing up and and trying to getting get that new media out there. The Crossing did something a little different. So the question is, are we going to cross over <laughs> to television from online? Yeah. And, you know, when they do things like this, you go, wait, they are either very confident in the show. Like the terror, they sneak the first hour before its premiere after The Walking Dead. That's when I was like, mm, y'all yeah. think something good is going. So it's either that. Or it's something that's going to be a water cooler moment and they yeah. want the buzz to start. Yeah. And the crossing is in the second category. Mm. This is, I think they hope it is, the successor of Lost. Yeah. So you think Lost, that's what you got. We got this big cast uh, and the story is has some sci-fi in it. Yeah. Of course. Now I will tell you, they don't wait 20 episodes to get to that like Lost <laughs> did thank you I mean I was watching Lost because I did not watch Lost during during when it started Air, yeah yeah I caught up to it before it ended but I was a good 20 episodes in just watching because I was like well I don't know why this is a phenomenon yet I've got to find out why <laughs> and then like episode 21 I was like oh <laughs> oh and then I was hooked the crossing though I did like the first episode Mm -hmm. Not that, oh, this is just great TV. I like the setup. It's interesting to me. What we have is refugees show up, okay, at some American town, but they are not from this time. They're from the future. Refugees from the future? What's going on? So something happened in the future. I won't tell you because it's good to Don't find out on your do own. It. Yeah. Something happened in the future that they're running away from backward in time. Okay. 
And the question is going to be at this town, how are they going to handle this? Now, we have Steve Zahn leading the cast as the sheriff. Of course, he gets knocked all around by Sandrine Holt's character. She's an FBI agent, I guess. <laughs> so the thing is this, everybody. What they're running away from, I will tell you, is humans, in quotes. So there are different kinds of humans in the future. And the question is, who can you trust? And what is going on with these refugees? And if they have come back, has this happened before? Is it going to happen again? Who's coming? Is the current timeline going to be a threat? In threat? I don't know. I will be watching the second episode. And as long as they keep the ideas coming, they will be fine. But we know with this kind of show, it's easy to get into lulls. Yeah. and boring stuff and trying to tell me stuff about characters I don't care about. So I just hope that the crossing doesn't cross me. We hope that line. the crossing doesn't get lost. <laughs> <laughs> Let's end it with one of our favorite shows. It is mm -hmm. its final season. Oh. I'm so... You know what? I'm not torn up about it. I'm very happy yeah. that they're yeah. ending it because it's the right time to do so. And mm -hmm. we are talking about FX's The Americans. Both of us watched the first episode of season six. We have lived with this family. We have seen them do some very, they made some tough choices, <laughs> uh, sacrifices and sacrifice to others. Now this season, we're getting some serious ripple yeah. happening within the family. People are picking sides. The question will be who, if, if people are presented to pick sides, I'll say mm -hmm. that. The mm -hmm. question is, will they stay on that side? And what will be the result of that? Yeah. And the marriage is in trouble. It's always yeah. been. Who's on whose side, as the ref is saying, and it might be a familial split. Mm. We also see that Paige, who's really gotten on my nerves uh, throughout the run of the show, their daughter. I like Paige. We've seen that Paige <laughs> is growing up in season six because they shuttle forward three years. Yeah. And they don't really say it. You know, there's a hint here or there. Oh, that was a few years ago. You go, okay, okay. They give you some movie posters. If you know the movies, you go, yeah. okay, I know where I am. Uh, some music gets yeah. blared yeah. throughout, as always. I always look at the cars. Mm -hmm. Right. So really, the first episode to me, it was two things that I'm remembering. One is the evolution of Paige. Yeah. Which was like that. <laughs> because of the shuttle she, forward. And she's fully invested. She is an operative mm -hmm. at this point. So Yes. But the other operatives don't know that except for the mother. Exactly. So that's, she's, that's real interesting. She's keeping that under wraps. Yep, but the shoulder pads are out. <laughs> and the other thing is, what's going on between Elizabeth and Philip? The two KGB officers played by Carrie Russell and Matthew Reese what in the world is happening it is they're not in the same place as we left them no. from season five where are they going the setup because that's what this episode was the setup for what's to come 
is exciting. It's exciting, but it doesn't look good for them. It of course does not. Not look good for them. No. If you want, I, this is my suggestion. I really am strongly suggesting this, mm. listeners. You can go right now to Amazon Prime, and you can binge if you have a Prime membership. All of those seasons and get caught up because here's what's going to happen you're going to start hearing buzz because i think they're going to they're taking off already it is going to be some great tv some mm. wonderful moments and guess what it's only what 13 episodes per season something like that yeah it's a small commitment go 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 run and watch the americans because you're going to be sorry when we're yeah. by the water cooler talking about what happened Absolutely. It is 13 episodes per season, except for this last one, which is 10. <laughs> oh, see that now they're squeezing all the juice in that. Listen, we <laughs> are not going to leave you out, hung out in the dry with television. We are going to continue to sit down, watch our shows and tell you what we think, what we think you'd like and give you suggestions so that you won't be bored and you won't be without being in the know so stick with us you can visit whywatchthat.com and look at and listen to any of the episodes that we've done previously so you can get the critics thoughts his latest and greatest thoughts as well as my sprinkling of commentary we love you <laughs> listeners we really do stick with us we always have you <laughs>